I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Daily Transcendence podcast. I'm G.O.D. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. Welcome back, guys. Uh, Welcome to part two of the journey through the ages, where we're going through all the ages of humanity known to record and uh, breaking them down. And on the last episode, we did go through the age of Leo, Cancer, and Gemini, describing all the aspects and all the themes and the things humanity was going through and how we were uh, basically evolving. Like we said now, you know, even coming out of Gemini, there is that... Uh, there's that emergence of that deity worship of the cow or the bull, um, you know, a lot of times being golden. And there's somewhere where we see about a whole, the golden calf and people, you know, worshiping that and stuff. And, and, it, and it links up to this time period of, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, the age of Taurus. But before all that, you know, you have, now being in the age of Taurus, which is of the bull, is now we're at six thousand BC to um four hundred four thousand three hundred. That's right. I was gonna say yeah, four four yeah yeah okay. So, so starting more than so forty three twenty is the age of Taurus. Mm-hmm. It's a very familiar number. Or you know, don't even get me started. <laughs> I've had a lot of arguments in my life, a lot of debates. But uh, yeah, four three two zero would be the year. And um, as a musician, there's uh, certain little theories that go around about that number. And I would love to talk about it, and we shall, because you know another thing is is numbers do repeat. By the way, numbers repeat in the Bible. Numbers repeat in um, you know numerology is basically everywhere. And what you're going to see in science and these ages, and 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 even on the uh, minuscule scale of time, is you're going to see a pattern in math and. It makes me believe that time it was not invented. Yeah, time, uh, maybe the concept. maybe even the yeah the concept of it. But uh, you know we recognize cycles, and then we created measurements. And you know Phoenicians or Babylonians, I think maybe made those, and they did it off of these the planets and the sun. So it's funny you, you start seeing numbers like uh, the size of planets or how many miles away something is or how many years in one of these ages or what you should tune your music to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, you know, and, and, and it, we will have a, a, a great discussion eventually on the number stuff. So, yeah, you definitely you definitely see how um, uh, these perspectives uh, start sculpting the reality that is known to come that that comes to be. Uh, so with the age of Taurus, now we start seeing uh, the further development of settled life and and learning to improve farming through proper irrigation and more sophisticated av- agriculture methods. Um, there's also a, a more of a, of a massive and sturdy buildings were being constructed around the globe, uh, reflecting the sturdy and the lasting nature of the bull Taurus um, uh, there's also a knowledge of the material realm. You know, there's that, Ooh, like now, like it's very valued. Um, a lot of materials like gold, um, uh, and, and, and nature is increased. Uh, so we became more and more merged and identified with the physical at this point, rat and the practical and the senses, um, uh, rather than that higher realm and that, that spiritual uh, way of being. Yeah, we're talking uh, fixed earth. Yeah, so that part starts to disappear. And we start sinking into into the physical matter faster. Um, but we needed this in order to kind of get to know like the natural world. Um, but you'll also notice a strong materialistic streak or, or love of the five senses and people become a lot stronger when, you know, the age of Taurus is around. Um, and you see that there's a lot of worship of the bull or the cow um, with, you know, the ancient Egyptians and even uh, Indians and the Thracians. Um, but also, and there's something that's noted was is in the Bible. You know, there's there's a little something in the Bible that kind of also uh, cor- correlates with that. And you see how when at uh, the time of um, – you see at the time of, of Moses, there's even something in the Bible where he shows when he comes down from Mount Sinai and he sees every uh, everybody sitting there frolicking around, f- f- you know, fucking a, kill each yeah, other. Yeah, you're and, worshiping the fucking yeah, and he, they're worshiping a golden calf, a golden Excuse bull. my French. And the reason why that was so upsetting was because it was a changing of the age and they were moving out of Taurus. And they were moving into the age of Aries. Yes, yes. And before, because that's perfect timing, because yet, like Moses, there's things with Aries where Moses plays a big, big part in the transformation yeah. from the age. But to, to clear up also, because all the Torah stuff, exactly right. Like we got in touch with the earth, um, you know, and, and its element in astrology is fixed earth. So now we're coming from the air of Gemini down to the earth, the fixed earth of Taurus. We're getting in touch with our five senses. We're getting in touch with, you know, the earth itself. We're learning how to farm. We're learning how to, you know, do all that stuff when it comes to, you know, prepping ourselves to live on the earth and and finding even ways to enjoy it because you know now we have all the arts and the crazy gemini skills and we have family and we all that but how do we enjoy ourselves how do we set ourselves up with a solid structure and taurus is my our master builders and and what do we know about the great age of taurus um it, it indicates that the you know what the sign's definition is many great builders that even lived in the age of Taurus. Hmm. So you have a lot of guys that were known for building massive pyramids, stable monuments, um, uh, you know, long lasting buildings and giant megalithic rock formations. So the emphasis was on builders and their engineering accomplishments as the fixed sign of Taurus, you know, relates to the earth. Yeah. So it's, it's, 
a great way to kind of see and and you know if you know anybody with any Taurus in their chart you could you you know yeah I'm a Taurus this guy <laughs> is a Taurus and this you know we gotta prep and prep him is Virgo meet yeah. Taurus shit going on I'm very very earthy <laughs> he, well it, but I'm also you know neurotic and uh, Gemini with a Sag rising so I'm gonna need the grounding we're you know we're it's it. we're, meant, the we're meant for it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and, and to cap this off uh, on the Taurus, because perfectly said going from uh, going from this to Aries, uh, you know, the sign of Taurus is a very feminine side. So we're in this feminine age again. Uh, you know, we had Aphrodite in Greek, uh, the goddess of love, beauty, and sexual rapture. It's a big de- uh, definition of the divine feminine, which we know that Taurus is ruled by Venus. And Venus is known to be the woman sign, the feminine sign. Yeah. So you see that heavy importance even being played out then too. Yeah, yeah. The god and Venus, it ruling Venus. Uh, you know, she was also the Roman goddess of uh, of beauty too. And Tauruses, we all know, like beautiful things, materialistic um, at times. And again, reflecting the age of the Earth. Um, you know, and and Venus being the queen of the heavens and all that. It completely, you know, because a lot of a lot of uh, civilizations, by the way, had a big obsession with um, with Venus. So now we we've we basically have that's pretty clear. Like yeah, the Taurus, clear, Taurus yeah. around that time. Now we have the builders, we have the, the megalithic yeah. structures, we have all this stuff going on, and in comes Moses and he's like this bull. Yeah. It's just bullshit. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? So and why? Because he claims that there's a false god being worshipped. Yes. And you know, we I see that we see that with the law of God and him trying to bring back the natural order but also the same sense you know he's getting you know you know trying to the, the, the way the bible is depicting it uh that you know that's not what they're supposed to be doing and you can see that with the time periods that are associated and even with some of the other things that we noted throughout history of during those times and the events so you know as you're getting close to more of like that 2000 bc is when you start transitioning into the age of aries and that's where you start seeing how, you know, the ram's horn comes into play since Aries is the ram and you, you know, the Jews would blow the ram's horn, um, the sacrificing of, of the lamb, uh, the lamb of God, um, you know, which we kind of covered some of a lot of those things when it came to Aries, uh, in our previous episode. Uh, so, you know, there's that whole thing now. It's like, you know, the, the sacrifice of the lamb and then, you know, the, you know, coating of, of the lamb's blood on on the doors when we think of Passover too. Uh, so there's a lot of things affiliated in the Bible actually with that time of Aries. Oh, I mean, come on, how long? I'm, when I hear lamb or anything, I always think biblical. Yeah, you and know? you think about it even when you think about so biblical times. So this is also like the time of when there's a big, great emergence of military cultures the Egyptians, the Persians, even the Jewish, the Trojans, the Greeks, the Spartans, and of course, the most notable, the Romans. Um, so Aries, uh, being a martial and masculine sign, also ruled by the planet Mars, which is known as the god of war. Martial law. Yes. So it's put into power uh, cultures which worf- which worshipped the perfect male body and the male power, and it trampled all over that feminine type of you know, worship and homage uh, that we were seeing in the previous ages. So the rule of stronger over the weaker was more of a dominant thing. And you see uh, the history from this age left us with myths 
and the mighty male heroes and warriors. Like I said, you know, there was Moses. Um, you also had, you know, the story of Hercules. Uh, a lot of it's shown there. Uh, even Spartacus, Alexander the Great. Um, and, and it also, you know, you see how the law of tooth for a tooth and eye for an eye became the mantra during this time uh, um, of the emergence of the age of Aries. Um, yeah, we're talking cardinal fire. So, you know, I always like to relate it to the elements. Cardinal fire, like initiating, um, you know, taking passionate action, yeah. uh, leadership, but not so much in a Leo way where you have like the king. We're talking yeah. leadership like we're going to war. You know, mm. I'm taking my army in and we're going to take, you know, and not that it makes Aries a bad sign. It's just that there was this martial or Martian mm. type of energy where it was time to go get what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You see that like, um, the metallurgy, the metallurgy developed. So you see like there's really this bigger engineering of, of, of swords and different types of bonding of metals and alchemy and uh, mathematics and logic. Once again, we're going deeper into our logic and straying farther away from the, uh, the, the intuition, the all knowing source of, of, uh, the creator. Um, so that's really Aryan type. Um, uh, a lot of the cultures worship the ram, the Jews, like I said, with the ram's horn, the Egyptians, you would see a lot of them showing now uh, a lot of their uh, Sphinx type, uh, the Sphinx type of uh, monuments that they would put up oh, right yeah, now plenty of, of like yeah, rams, yeah, yeah. even in the headdresses of the pharaohs kind of represented the the horns of the ram. Um, even even the Romans, the Romans had had their their depiction of, you know, that whole Ram thing. And it just really, really becomes emphasized. And that's also in the time where you see, you know, uh, Aries, it just becomes that whole, you know, freeing of the slaves and bringing the power back to the Jewish culture. Uh, I mean, the Jews, the Jewish the people. Ram's horn. Yep, exactly. You know, which Moses would bring a representation of that. And, and, I mind you too. Fighting um, with the Romans. Well, and the killing, right? Of yeah. not only humans, but we had sacrificial animal yeah. rituals. You know, that really was a thing back then. We weren't then. as much in touch with nature as much anymore. It was more of like a dominance. Exactly. And, and you know, the planet Mars astrologically does represent, you know, weapons of all kind, as well as killing, as well, you know, with, you know, of all kinds, humans and animals. And, you know, I, I say this because there's one thing we really didn't mention much in this talk, which it's not so important but it's something to be aware of and especially if you get deeper into understanding i mean these are the most important factors but every sign has a polarity so every mm -hmm. sign has That's an right. opposite sign and basically they shared this line of energy where they're they're polar opposite but they're the same energy they're the same thing you know i'm a male someone's a you know we got a girl that's a female and we're a human yeah. We share the same thing but we're not the same thing mm -hmm. so the opposite side of aries is libra and Libra is the scale of balance and justice. So, inst you know, as instituted as law. So, which would bring about a balance and uh, justice if it was followed. Uh, so, these laws are still in existence in modern times, known as common laws of the land. You know, Israel, Jerusalem, and the Jews represented the country and the people of the great age, but a lot of those concepts are still today. You know, there's hierarchies, there's... You, you, we still have war. We still have things that yeah. carried on from the age of Aries. Yeah. So including justice and all that, you know, is it so much, you know, honest justice nowadays? Well, that's, we can talk yeah. about that later, but 
and so on. With the age of Aries, brought that polarity. I thought yeah. it'd be important to talk yeah, about. No, you know, definitely not even just the war, but the fact of yeah. that there was trying. There was a balance trying to be had. Yeah, and that's the thing through all the ages that it's like there's you know it, it almost seems as though the the theory to be is that there was a necessity to try to find this balance and not overdose on one type of polar uh, polarity of energy, you know, and that's the thing, like you say, like, okay, in the time of Leo, you know, it was very self, you know, and, you know, bringing up the self and empowering and heated and golden and courageous and brave and passionate and stuff. But the polarity of that would be Aquarius. Um, and Which is opposite, but yeah, the same. But there is an intuition coming into play there and there needs to be a distribu- uh, dist- uh, distribution of this all knowing and the universal knowing needs to be distributed amongst everybody. But you could see how it kind of overdoses on the Leo and becomes self-absorbed. Yeah. And that's where you get the hierarchies coming. Right, or yeah, and monarchy. And then, and then what would Aquarius be? Democracy. Yeah. Like if you were to put them as like, you know, personify or uh, anthropomorphize them, like Leo and it's not say negative, but in that fashion would be the monarchy or the royalty. But like Aquarius is like the prince and the people. Yeah. You know? Exactly. The prince going about with his people, he may be still royalty, mm-hmm. but it's 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 there's a community based yeah. you know energy to it, which ties into mm-hmm. what's going on today too. We could talk, yeah. you know, I mean that that could be potentially be you know you got many communities that are being developed. So yeah, so each sign does have a polarity, yeah, and it's it's important to know the polarity and the opposite because you'll see those aspects also play out. It's the balance beam, yeah, you know, it's all and it's all being led to that. So, um, and then also with cancer, you know, the, the polarity of that would be Capricorn. And you saw like that, that age of cancer was a really nurturing time and, you know, people, you know, the population starting to grow fertility and all that. But in the same sense, you also see that Capricornian structure start coming and into you, play. And, and you needed it. Yeah. Like if and you, you did need it, but you need each you could side. see how you could overdo it. Yes. My, well, my point, yeah. like you needed in that age. Okay. This is the age to really focus on, you know, and this is the aspects we need to build. But without with preventing things to be out of balance, you still need a touch of that Capricornian way. Like it goes with sun signs, you know, if I'm, my sun signs in Gemini, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a touch of that Sagittarian, you know, higher thinking and stuff, or, you know, it goes with anything, you know, you could look up polarities. It's a very, uh, it's a very interesting topic when it comes to learning, uh, just even basic astrology. So very, very important to understand the polarities of all these things. It's very, very, very futile and dark, dark time. You know, Romans are really, you know, coming in, in with the dominance and everything you see coming with there and, you know, they're pretty much, you know, depicting being the gods of war. But like you we got, said, there's the other cultures. You have the Spartans agree about, you know, the Romans were more of like that take all and just it's ours. You know, you know, they, mighty, mighty of the mighty. I'll be honest. They kind of messed some shit up. Yeah, yeah I'll be they honest. did. Because you even see how they start because in their discovery, too, um, of things, you see how now when we're transitioning into the next age, which is the age of Pisces, you see how the Romans kind of help and aid in transitioning and causing the next uh, cycle of our future. Oh, yeah, which, by the way, we're just coming out of. Yes. And and we could all see where the world is right now mm-hmm. and in chaos, and it has a lot to do with, you know, we made this point before that um, a, a few things in, in the beginning of, say, an age or at, just at a time period, the few most subtle changes— can change the whole world for mm-hmm. many years. And 
you know, coming out of the age of Aries with Julius Caesar. And um, I mind you, by the way, we didn't mention this in back in the age of Taurus or in the Aries. Aries brought a lot of destruction to like the monuments that Taurus brought to us like a lot of the worship that the egyptians had and uh uh, you know their hermetic sciences and stuff and their representations and and symbols that they had built in the statues and 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 you know big monolithic buildings or or whatever like all those big places they had that were paying worship to those gods romans came in Mm -hmm. and didn't Maybe they did understand them, maybe they didn't, but I know that they did destroy a lot of the knowledge. Yes. The the Library of Alexandria, I believe, was in yeah. the age of Aries. And it just and just furthers us furthers us from our divine origins. Right, right. So that's where I'm saying the Romans did kind of get a little yeah. salty and and through these studies you'll find that they may have taken these sciences and these yeah. studies and turned them into uh, religions. Yeah, some of the things we see today. Some of the things we see. So, making that transition over into the age of Pisces now. So, that's that zero mark uh, going to like 1900 AD. That's the, uh, so, that's the age of Pisces. And um, it's also the age where we see uh, Christianity come up. But before all that, um, we also... You know, it, it, it is around the time of the birth of Christ, since Christ is said to be born um, uh, for uh, around the uh, the year four um, BCE. BC. Yeah, BCE. And um, there's many symbols during this time that are associated with Pisces or the fish uh, uh, that focus on Christianity, but not Christianity in the way we think now. Uh, more of like it was it was like that intuition of what god is is rep uh, uh, what we lost is represented now through a manifestation um of 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 a human and showing kind of like that way back to that divine creator um so there's there's a there's a heavy there's a heavy push on 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 influence and and pisces does reflect uh deception yeah. uh, mystery Hmm. servitude you know and um can also reflect both the deceiver and the deceived so you know you got like we're talking about say the romans who are trying to claim themselves maybe as some kind of power Mm -hmm. and they're giving people certain aspects to be deceived by you know they're taking information and maybe make taking it as power of their own so pisces does reflect this you know deception is a big you know yin version of pisces or or, yeah. or more so saying like the negative uh aspect of pisces yeah. so and and right so geo saying the bible and all these things start to symbolize those the two fish and, yeah. and these aspects yeah and other things in history too like we see now like if we think about that time period uh of the age of pisces like the legacy that kind of shows for that is even now sea exploration how funny water sign pisces fish um, maritime law yeah there's a big yeah that's the, the establishment of maritime law uh water also rules emotions and compassion and a, self, a sense of love uh on the one polarity and we also see how i said in the age of aries that the the mantra was eye for an eye uh and then when we go into pisces you see now it's to turn the other cheek more of that you know submissive go with the flow yeah go with the flow like and the that's fish. that Piscean. swim in. swim with the tides mm-hmm. As uh, someone, uh, Joseph, as Joseph Campbell said, uh, he actually noted it. It went from Roma to Amor. There was a 
higher sense of love and uh, a real uh, there was a there was a real uh, romantic rom- romanticizing of of love as well kind of coming into play. Yeah, there's your positive aspect of Pisces. They do care. They're the most loving people. We you know? see we see that even in the Bible of, of the tellings of Jesus and helping the unfortunate and and the needy and, you know, even washing the feet of of the sick, uh, you know, and feet being the Pisces the yeah, ruling yeah. part of, of what Pisces rules in the body would be the feet. And he fed people with uh with five bread and two fish. Yeah. Exactly. And you and you think, you know, when it comes to allegorical discussions, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, how did he really feed thousands of people, you know, five mm-hmm. bread, two fish? It's like, could it be also just a parable that he fed them the knowledge of what was needed to be known during this age? Right. There you go. So, and there's also other significant things that relate to Pisces, you know, would turn the water into wine. Um, there's also, uh, there also comes a play into having more of a compassion for animals and less sacrificing going on. Um a lot of Pisces I know are vegan, actually, now that I think about it, yeah. or like vegetarian. I, I, you know, it's funny. And also a little fun fact that like the word Islam actually means surrender, which is very Piscean. And it's something that we've seen uh, that was really coming up more during that age of Pisces was the whole Islamic type uh, culture. Um, then also like even other places in the world, you know, you have Buddhism, you know, that's more that loving compassion, you know, that really, you know, shows up and becomes more noticed. But like I said, there was like that romanticizing of love and marriage and that courtliness of it. Um, and the fem, the feminine is kind of reintroduced and the, but the feminine is introverted. Um, also some other things that we see during that time period is the rise of the dome, um, uh, in these that certain dome like, piece, yeah, in these certain, <laughs> you see the rise of the dome uh, in these certain um, uh, structures and cathedral type, um, which kind of gave us the sense of that interior universe. So it's going back yeah, to that Piscean introverted type sim- of thing, symbolizing the yeah. things that are going on, the emotions and the water in mm-hmm. the inside of people, and you know maybe even silent pain you know the dark side of suffering and silent pain and and kind of representing more of a dark age too because of the one going with the flow if you're suffering you have this inside world and you keep it inside you're introverted you know it's like we were kind of like awoken woken up a little bit from something woke us up to go a little more inward and try to find that that balance of something that really, you know, was, was, we strayed away from and it was hidden from us. And also during this time, um, uh, what was given to us was even like the Renaissance period. Uh, uh, a lot of musical and mystical genius geniuses, like you have, uh, uh, Dogon, uh, uh, Plotinius, um, uh, Eckhart, uh, there's also, you know, the, the, the development got Mozart, right? Yeah. Mozart, I mean, Beethoven, Mozart all those guys. Of, like Vivaldi. that's later. Yeah. Later yeah, yeah, type yeah. Pis, uh, Piscean yeah, right. age. So in the Renaissance period, of course. Yeah. Right, right. Um, also you see these different types of, uh, kind of like, I don't know if you'd call them like systems, but like, or ways of thinking come out. You have hermeticism comes into play now during this time, Gnosticism, magic, Kabbalah, alchemy, sacred geometry comes around at this time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mind you not only with Pisces kind of ruling things like artistic Mm -hmm. expressions and stuff, it's also, um, you have the two fish, um, and in the, in the kind of the sim, uh, symbolism of the Pisces, one fish is swimming in circles and the other one's swimming up to God. Yeah. Um, but, 
there's a division though of you have certain people that are kind of going in circles See, and you don't have that evolution yeah. and you have certain other people that are getting in touch with the, the, the divine, yep. you know, so you have, but not only with the division of religions and, and belief systems, schools of thought, you also have divisions in race. Yeah. You have divisions in language, mm-hmm. you know, which we were there already, but became really prominent in this age where, you know, you had countries and you had, you know, certain areas of the world where it became way more established to be divided, yeah. you know, by color, by race, by music you liked, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, by clothes you wore and, and Pisces being kind of the planet of, or the, uh, the sign of expression and stuff like that. You, you see it a lot more in this age, right? Yeah. So like, that's like, there's a big importance to remember that whole polarity. Like, so like some of the things that I had stated are more of like, oh, those are like good things. But then on the other side too, during the Piscean age, um, you know, besides another thing we saw, even the knowledge that went into uh, cathedral architecture, uh, you know, there's this uh, deep intuition and a very mystical type of way of developing these uh, these these um, architectures. Uh, but then also, like I, the, the whole polarity thing, you also have the holy war, uh, the holy wars going on, crusades, the self-flagellation and, and, and the denial um, the rise of guilt, which guilt is different than shame. Yes, we had shame, but there's a difference between guilt and shame. Shame is more of like an external expression. And then you have guilt, which is more of something suffering. that's internal, yeah, which suffering is Piscean, very internal, introverted. Very, very. very. Yes. So um, uh, with that as well, uh, we also have the uh, the concept that heaven is elsewhere. Uh, now, we also what we get from the Piscean Age is the crucifixion, um, which kind of also depicts the sacrifice of the ego for the greater good. Um, so you have your positives and then you have your negatives as well, which a lot of the negatives come to victimization, uh, martyrdom, uh, you know, persecution, which there, we saw there was a lot of that with the holy wars and the crusades and everything. And the witch hunt. And the witch hunts. Um, in 1600, uh, there's self-denial. Um, uh, we we civil war. Yeah, uh, yeah. Civil, civil war, war divided. Even by a country, we were divided. Yeah. You know, we had we had plenty of things that were going on at the same time where it's like we were realizing how separated we were, not only from ourselves but from the divine. Yeah, you know, and it was playing out all over the world for a few thousand years, which tends to, I think, it in a way kind of plays off like a purge. Yeah. You know, we needed to purge the ego. Yeah. It doesn't just all happen at one shot. Like it just develops over time. Right. And by purging the ego, it's it's just very ironic that not only is a cross, it's shaped like a cross, but you're, you know, if you really do stand with your feet together and your hands out, mm-hmm. you know, the crucifixion can be of the body. It's you. Yeah. You know, you are the cross. You are the human cross. You, you are, you are, you temple. are to, to, yeah, the Solomon's temple, mm-hmm. you know, Solomon's temple claims, uh, people claim it to be the body, you know, and the real temple say built was a representation, um, more of a physical expression, um, on earth as just playing, uh, kind of like a role to represent the human body. So all around the world, you see all these things where we're divided, you have war, you have suffering, yeah. you know, uh, death, separation from God, self-undoing, which would be the 12th house, yeah. by the way, house of Pisces. You have that uh, equating spirituality with suffering. Uh, you have a climatic perversion of the cross also with when you look at the Nazis, you know, their symbol, you know, um, they embrace that darker side of the Piscean and they you know, perverted the, the original aspect of that, uh, that type of cross, 
that was adopted from, you know, it was African spirituality. Yeah. And they took it and perverted it. And you see even that persecution, you know, Hitler with the Jews, you know, Mm -hmm. there's that persecution. So there's like we just noticed, we noted the, the, the polarities of that sign in that age of Pisces and and we're shifting. Um, We're still somewhat in, that's what I'm saying. We're in like that cusp area. Yeah, If you know what a cusp is in the chart, it's like basically that point of degrees where you have a little of both Mm -hmm. signs. You're not into the new and you're not out of the old. Yeah. It's no man's land. You're in that in between purgatory. (laughs) And, and, and this is coming into now and and the present time, but uh, you you had mentioned polarities and just to throw it in there uh, just for, Shits, you know, just for shits and giggles, the opposing sign of Pisces is Virgo, representing uh, yeah. the virgin or virgin mother of Jesus, mm-hmm. which formed an entire religion created around all these astrological patterns. Yeah. So, even now, how we expressed in our past episode about that whole, you know, with the constellation of Virgo and Bethlehem being the house of bread and that whole harvesting aspect to it. So, you see how that still comes into play in the age of Pisces, that other polarity of it through the uh through the stories and teachings of christ yep yep so now now we have you know the great age of pisces it ends with it ends with what we're going through it ends with shocking revelations of truth and light information from from aquarius here comes aquarian the the water bearer the etheric water um of truth where as Aquarian rules, mm-hmm. you know, knowing and information. And uh, he, in the hieroglyph, it is a man dumping a pitcher of water. And this could be taken as in, you know, in symbolism and in, in, in all this stuff, the symbolism of water is, is truth, not only emotions, but truth. So now in the age of Aquarius, it, it's meant to expose the deception of this current Which, age. One thing I want to note is uh, as far as like the age of Pisces, you know, Pisces is also uh, associated with, you know, confusion. You know, we're kind of just like going around accepting like, oh, you're you're this. Oh, OK. Uh, that's oh, you believe that. Oh, OK. Most mutable signs, which we mentioned in the age of Gemini, mutable. Um, same with Pisces, which is mutable water. It just means changeable. Um, it does kind of show more of a confusion um, you have both aspects, yin and yang, you know, it's not really so fixed, but speaking of fixed, we're coming into fixed water, fixed truth to knowing. And that's what the age of Aquarius is supposed to bring us. And in all irony here, we're sitting here on the internet, able to communicate with each other, which Uranus rules the internet. Um, it, it also, uh, I think messages from the body, right? We're talking, we're talking, talking. air now. So we're talking, you know, communication there's the realms you know there's information that that intellect that intuition uh but this pertains now not so much like gemini where it was more of the knowing of the self this is the universal knowing the the transfer of of universal information for the the collective the collective mind connection to the whole yes uh, opposed to the polarity of leo being self kind mm-hmm. of inducing and all or not inducing but just mm-hmm. self-worship yeah. in a sense which so, we do see the development if you want to play the leo aspect we see how everybody's really in that self-empowerment and like that's you know that helps us strive. that yeah, helps yeah. us strive, yeah, but yeah. we can't get lost in that in a way um it helps us get in the energy bill. yes you know we start to see now more of a leo archetype come out where we post it on instagram or wherever and we're, we're about self and self-expression yeah. and you know uh, influencers you know you see that you see there's a lot of just there's a lot of like advancement there's a lot of information being broadcasted 
Innova- uh, innovation. Innovation. And that would innovation. be a great thing too, because when because Aquarius rules innovation and new technology, new ideas, heightened awareness. You know, um, and now we're coming to a point where we're, we 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 can kind of feel this acceleration of evolution. You know, uh, we are w- through the internet. We are connected to each other more, even in a dark time where we seem so disconnected. Um, well, we are in the cusp. You know, we must shed the old age, but. On the internet, which is a great innovative and expressive thing for all of us, we get to learn all this new information, we get to connect with our loved ones even if we can't be there, and uh, we can be our unique selves on our social media pages, and we can have full self-expression, and everything's kind of new and fast like a lightning bolt, you get new phones every year, you get this Mm -hmm. and that, and uh, you know, that is the, that Uranus and Aquarian, the Aquarian age will take ownership to that. Like that's where we are. We're in, um, if we were at the, we're talking about the stages of the ages mm-hmm. We're we're coming to a point now where this is where we're at, yeah. where we're the leaving, age of awakening. We're starting to leave Pisces and there's certain things and this has happened. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, certain, uh, cosmic trigger points for the emergence of the age of Aquarius. I'm not going to get too much into it cause we're going to have a full blown, our next episode is going to be full blown in depth discussion on this emergence of the age of Aquarius, uh, Aquarius and how it really came to be and also all what's to come with it, what we have seen, how it started and to now. But it's really noted there's a lot of certain things which we'll get into in the next episode about these real trigger points that really are mind blowing how we start seeing how those are like kind of like the the spark notes of the emergence of the age of Aquarius, uh, you know, kind of dating back to the 1700s. Um, but there is that we are in that transitional time where it's of reason and science and people want to know and, you know, but there's also that detached element to it. And I want to get too much into it because I don't want to give well, it away for the next right, episode. Yeah, 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 but that Leo archetype here, mm-hmm. that uh, opposite, you know, the fire sign Leo mm-hmm. indicating maybe a possible destruction of yeah. all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, remember people, this can go yeah. in any way. You're like, we need the freedom fighters. We yeah. need the people. It, it, this is what have given me and Geo mm-hmm. inspiration yeah. and incentive. People that want to ask questions and search for the answers and search for the information and obtain the intellect and that higher intuition of knowing and then to connect with everybody and make it a universal knowing that is literally the epitome of the age of Aquarius. And we, you know, we see that really coming into play. Like I said, leaving the Piscean age, uh, even up until now, like, you know, you go back and you even see how like the industrialization era of even the United States and things being mechanized and and uh, that technology rising up in civilizations. Um, and like I said, Aquarius rules science as well. We see all the different innovations with science. And it rules astrology. No, nah, it, it rules, rules astrology. astrology. And there's even more of a focused hyper-awareness of astrology now in the spiritual oh, community. Oh, God. I mean, it's it's amazing for someone like, right. like me to mm-hmm. – I've sat around and I mean, like, yeah. let's be honest, dude. I got – I got into astrology and like all this stuff because I had so much, I had no direction. Um, and not like say I didn't have to go to a, you know, a meeting or anything like that, or I didn't really even get hardcore into any drugs or any bit, but this was my drug. This was my drug. It Mm -hmm. was this 
yearning in myself to find the answer. It's like, why, you know, of, of, of finding out and knowing. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, with the, with the symbol of the water bearer pouring out the truth of, and I'm, and, and for me feeling like I had found the truth or at least I was on the path of enlightenment. Um, you know, it, the, the best part about it is you see all the symbolism and you see the people and you do like, I'm watching from, from afar and I, I'm I'm keeping a close eye on seeing the truth community start to grow mm-hmm. and it, it just gets real exciting to know that I'm going to have people to share it with and I'm pretty sure Geo feels the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And in the same breath you also start to see even with that whole emergence of of that uh intuition kind of somewhat coming back in certain groups and more of humanity like we said about noting the polarities you do also see uh, how there could also be a division and a stray away and a splitting of consciousness as well, which, like I said, we'll get more into that as well. Um, but that's the thing that, you know, the higher octave of Aquarius is science, which is liberating for humanity, which gives us freedom to develop our true individuality, uh, even our talents, rather than have to just toil for survival like we have been doing. Um, you know, it's but the, also the lower octave of Aquarius comes into, you know, science being used destructively microchips. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to get into all of that as well. Yes. And, and I, let me add to And this is great. This is fun right here. This is a fun fact. Uranus is um, spelt differently, but I want you guys to, to check this out. Put it in Google. Put in O-U-R-A-N-O-S. And it's actually Uranus is the Greek personification of heaven. Ah, yes. The firstborn, one of the the first being one of the first beings or the first being that emerged from the empty, emptiness of chaos. Uranus is the Greek word for heaven and its Roman counterpart is Callus or Calus. Um C A E L U S. He was known as the protagonist uh or the father of the Titans. Um, Lord of the heavens. Mm-hmm. So, and uh if you guys know your Bible, uh, I'm pretty sure the uh, Satan or even Kronos in Greek uh, gets casted into his domain for a thousand years or into silence mm-hmm. for a thousand years or something along the lines. It might have been Kronos, yeah. but um, as we've put things together, Kronos and Satan hold very mm. similar yeah. traits. So um, it just, there you go. Some mm. more, you know, some more allegorical things to look into and it's very interesting and it could possibly play um, some kind of role in the future. Yeah. So when we go into our next episode, uh, we're really going to even, we're just going to really go in deep about this whole new age of Aquarius uh, emergence. Um, and it's and even it's uh, like I was talking about the, tr- the cosmic trigger points that have already occurred to kind of usher in this new age that we're seeing. You'll see the significance and you'll see how incredibly um, astronomical and astrological it really it really is and how it's it's so synced up with everything that we have experienced, um, you know, before us and what we're going through now. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said when it comes to the age of Aquarius, that's for sure. So that's going to be an awesome episode. This next episode, I'm really excited to get into it. Um, you know, uh, but this is good that, you know, we kind of went through the foundation for everybody to kind of understand and to see the symbolism, like we said, and to see how everything kind of links up and understand to, the evolution, Yeah, understand the evolution, see the kind of uh, experiences that were had and, you know, the findings that we found and things that our history tells us that maybe not so much the mainstream history tells us. But when you actually go digging deep and go f- try to find that knowledge, that universal knowledge, Aquarius 
that you start finding more and more and you start kind of understanding and having that better self-awareness. Seek and you shall find. Exactly. So, and, and we're glad, we're gladly here to, to give you guys these general things. And Hey, if we ever, you know, we miss something or, uh, we, you guys think we should add something in, or there's topics that, you know, you guys like, uh, or if we miss a fact, you yeah. know, this is a lot of stuff and you know what? We're actually recruiting whoever we can, yeah. uh, maybe not for the specific podcast, but mm-hmm. we would love to have a community of people to kind of, uh, you know, I mean, just two guys can't yeah. do it alone. And, and, and there are plenty of the people out there. We're not the only people as is, but, um, we would love a, a team of, of researchers yeah. and, and awakened. Let's communicate. Beings. Let's get to know each other. Let's, uh, let's bounce ideas and thoughts and, and feelings and process everything together. Because I mean, it seems like that's where we need to come back to the actual, uh, universal truth of everything. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this next episode, uh, cause it's going to get, it's going to get pretty wild. It's going to get deep and it's, it's going to get, get even more relevant. I mean, yes, everything's relevant, relevant, but yeah. You'll see how this understanding of everything really, when you transcend the information, how it could be really beneficial to your own personal life and influence and affects our society. Because you're going to have grandkids one day. Exactly. And uh, we're setting up the future right now. We are setting up the future. We're setting the tone. And uh, do you want to do you want to be there telling your grand, you know, your grandchildren, uh, you know, when all this stuff was going down that you just sat around and do you like what you're seeing right now? And do you do you do you think about the repercussions it could have for the future and for our generations to come? Or do you want freedom and 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 a, an ability to be your own unique person and mm-hmm. and uh, be able to make your own choices? And uh, I don't know about you guys, I'm pretty sick and fucking tired of a goddamn corporation telling me what to do. Exactly. I don't like it. You know, I like as much as I respect people who start businesses and even you get into a corporate. Yeah, I'm 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 somewhat for that. But uh, as the system goes, uh, I see a lot of people suffer more than they prosper. And uh, I, I'm looking for change. And I know that there's people out there that probably want the same thing. I know you're out there. So uh, please stay tuned yeah. for the next one because we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's time to knock out the greed and the selfishness and all that and the division. And, you know, we're going to we're going to touch up on all that in the next episode. So Thank you, everybody, for for listening and taking your time out to really uh, hear and understand this information um, and really see the development of it and and how it works and why it becomes so relevant and uh, coming with us on this journey. Sir. Yeah. So until next time, stay tuned for the next episode. As always, you know, follow us, like us, share us on our Instagram, Twitter. Your sister's um, ass. Yeah, your sister's ass. <laughs> so it's just, you know, reach out. And if you have any questions, if there's anything you you got to comment on or something, we're happy to hear it. So, you know, make sure to check us out. Go to our website, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and follow us on Twitter. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you guys are ready for the next journey. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.